Dolphin Show. Hey folks, welcome again to another episode of the Back Road Dolphin Show. It is me, Bark, your host, recording remotely, not in my car today. There might be a little bit of echo in the recording, but hey, we do what we can. So we left off last week with the name Jordan Howard. So Jordan Howard, right after I said his name, posted the episode, got signed by Miami on what is essentially a really, really nice deal. They bring in a guy that's somewhat proven, two years, $9.75 million. Only half of that is guaranteed. And Jordan Howard, whether he's our starter or not, is a sneaky good signing because Jordan Howard is a far superior running back than any running back on our roster currently. So Jordan Howard, that was exciting. That's a guy I've wanted to see Miami sign, not as the clear-cut guy, but someone to pair with a rookie like DeAndre Swift or J.K. Dobbins, this makes perfect, perfect sense. He's going to outplay the the number of dollars that we paid him. So that happened. I was very excited about that. Then we did go out and grab Ted Karras, another guy that was on my wish list. Uh, one year, $4 million deal. Ted Karras, he can play center. He can play guard. It's a one-year deal, something that we could eventually just extend him if it works out, or maybe one of our younger guys develop and we just let him go after his one-year plays out. But this is a really good signing. Yet another New England Patriot. We just brought them in in troves because Brian Flores knows these guys. He knows what he can do with them, and he went out and got his former New England Patriots. Actually, this also is just going to make our team culture and morale that much stronger because these guys want to play for Flores. They're going to be able to come in and and get this team to gel together. So I fully, fully give thumbs up to him bringing in some of these former Patriots. Now, another guy, another former Patriot, Elandon Roberts, a backup linebacker. They brought him in. The details of that deal have not been disclosed. But again, if there's going to be any guys that Coach Flores believes he can get more production out of, it's going to be guys that he knows. Like a Landon Roberts, maybe he didn't get a chance to do more in New England, but maybe he'll get that chance in Miami. you got to remember, New England had a lot of pieces and players in the right spots. Miami has a much less talented roster, at least going into 2020 they did. So Landon Roberts, yeah, it's not flashy. Yeah, it's not an instant starter, but it's a developmental signing that could go really well for the Miami Dolphins and Coach Flores. Another linebacker, finally not another Patriot, Camus Gruger-Hill from the Philadelphia Eagles. This guy is a special teams ace, another special teams captain type guy, high motor, high morale, just a guy you want on your team. We've got him and Fajetalum now. And those guys are going to make our special teams a lot better. And it is my opinion that both of those guys could play good roles as backup defenders on this Miami Dolphins team. Now, as far as the free agent class goes as a whole, I know there's probably going to be a few more signings, but so far, so good. We addressed a lot of needs. We freed ourselves up in the draft quite significantly. I do still think we need to bring in a wide receiver. I know that the guy can't even catch the coronavirus, but Nelson Aguilar was a guy on my wish list. 
that I thought as a good cheap signing with upside would have been a good fit for Miami. That didn't happen. I'd still like to see them bring in a wide receiver. Now, the great thing about the money situation post first wave of free agency, Miami still has somewhere between 45 and $50 million to work with. Now, granted, if Miami chooses not to sign anyone else, we could roll into 2021 being in the top half of the league in total cap space again. We could be looking at 70 to $85 million next year to go at it again and bring in some more great deal free agent guys. Or you might see them spend a little bit more money and put us closer to the 50 to $65 million range for 2021. We don't know. We don't know if there's any plans yet, but they've got lots of picks. I believe the most in the draft at 14. So we have capital to work with, but rumor has it that we're going to offer the bank to the Cincinnati Bengals for Joe Burrow. That I don't know if that's going to work. It seems Cincinnati is all in on drafting Burrow, but how could you turn down an overpay package if Miami sends an overpay package their way? I am very, very eager for the draft, not only to keep our mind off what's going on, but because I'm ready to see what Miami does. Now, news coming out of the league today is Cameron Newton of the Carolina Panthers is being released today. And I know that we can't get a clean bill of health on Cameron Newton, but if you could get a guy like Cam Newton on this Miami team, I'm sorry. I was all about sticking with the plan and drafting a quarterback, but if you could get Cameron Newton and then use those picks on an offensive line, good Lord, we could be competitive right now. We don't have to have a young signal caller. We could grab a guy in the prime of his career. Granted, he may not be Tua. He may not be Burrow, but what happens if, what, what happens if Tua and Burrow aren't there when it's our turn to pick and we didn't successfully trade up to grab either one of them? Do we go with Herbert? Do we go with Jordan Love? Or do we bring Cam Newton or Jameis Winston in? I know it sounds a little scary, but honestly, I think about what we've done with this team and we add a guy like Cameron Newton and a guy like J.K. Dobbins or a guy like DeAndre Swift and maybe sign a Brashard Perryman to this team I, I can't hate on that. I absolutely cannot hate on that. I'm not that sold on the rookie quarterback plan. I think Cameron Newton, Cameron, I keep calling him Cameron, Cameron. I think he would be a, a really smart decision depending on the compensation. Now that's where it gets tripped up because Cam Newton probably not going to come here on a prove it deal. Probably not taking a massive discount, even though he was cut by the Panthers today assuming that actually does happen as of this moment, it has not happened, but everyone is suspecting and speculating that it will happen anytime now could happen by the time this is posted. So yeah, I've wanted to stick with the plan for the most part, but the fact that Cam Newton is out there and may not be, I, I, I'd be fine with a one year prove it deal. I'd be fine with a one year prove it deal for Cam to see what this team can do in 2020 and draft a quarterback with the second or third first round pick that we got. Maybe Jordan Love falls to that 18th pick. Maybe a guy falls to that 26th pick. Maybe we can still get that developmental prospect, but see what we can do this year. Go for it. 
in 2020 in a weakened AFC East. I say weakened just because of Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. Looks like they're going to roll with Jared Stidham, which a lot of good reports coming out from players on the Patriots about Jared Stidham, but why would they say anything to the contrary? Oh, this guy sucks. Oh, thank God Brian Hoyer's here. Oh my God. We, we, uh, we, uh, we should have kept him last year. I'm excited to see if the Patriots do indeed just suck this year. So I, I would not place bets on the fact that they won't be good, but they're going to be beatable. And if we have Cam Newton on this team, we're probably moving right up there with the Bills to compete for the division in 2020. And if we signed him to a one-year prove-it deal that didn't break the bank for us, we could extend him if it works out. If it doesn't, we move on and we've got a guy. Or we just hold out till 2021 after the Cam experiment and see if we can somehow make a move up for the quarterback from Clemson. Again, we do not have to draft a quarterback. There are quarterbacks out there that will give us better results more than likely in 2020 than a rookie quarterback. Granted, I think Burrow could come in right away and break Baker Mayfield's touchdown record. I think Burrow could come in right away and throw 28 TDs. Baker Mayfield, I believe, holds the record for a rookie with 26. I'm okay with getting Burrow. I'm okay if we package a ton of picks to go up and get Joe Burrow because I believe in Joe Burrow that much because he is a leader. I also believe in Tua if he stays healthy. But the reason I'm scared of Tua is because he's not been healthy. Granted, Cam Newton also not been healthy, but do you want to spend a top five draft pick on a guy that's not going to be healthy or sign a one-year prove-it deal to a guy that's not been healthy? I honestly just think it's the safe route to go. Now, granted, do I think other quarterbacks could be successful in this Miami offense? Yeah. So New England fans have been pining for New England to bring in Andy Dalton on a trade. Miami, ex-New England Patriots coach, head coaching for the Miami Dolphins, maybe Andy Dalton would fare just fine in Miami. I really think we should go at this two ways. Draft a guy and bring in another guy. I know that they're repaying Fitzpatrick for a pretty decent season, but do we really just want to hinge our bets on him and a rookie when there's other guys out there that have talent, that have been winners in the league before, and maybe just need a change of scenery? A lot of guys get that change of scenery, and they explode. Remember Wes Welker? Wes Welker was a Miami Dolphin. He was okay for us. We thought we got lucky as hell and got a second round pick for him back in the day. He goes to New England and becomes the best possession slot guy in the league. Becomes the best PPR force in fantasy in the league. Sometimes the change of scenery will do wonders for a player and a team. So am I ultra encouraged by what Miami has done? Absolutely. Do I believe in the plan, even though I don't know the whole plan? Absolutely. Do I hope that the plan might be my plan? Absolutely. I just want to see them take every precaution they can to make the work that they've done pay off in 2020, not 2021. I want to see it pay off right now because they've done enough to be competitive right now. So don't blow it. Get more. Make 
more good deals. Draft the best player available. If you can get yourself to where you can draft the best player available after free agency, after making trades, that's the way to go. I speak of making trades, and there's teams making trades all over the place. You can't tell me Miami can't go out and find a few pieces for their team through trade right now. They can. They should, and I hope they will, because there's players available, not just on the free agent line. There's players available from other teams, and guys like Kyle Allen are going for a fifth-round pick. I don't say that because I'm excited. I don't think Kyle Allen's that great. But obviously, teams have players on the block. There's been a handful of trades already. There's been guys on the block that no one's went after. It's it's time to make a few of those deals. Maybe we trade for a few more mid-level guys and see what we can do in 2020. So I'm going to end this short rant and this short episode because there's not a lot going on right now. Everybody should be safe. Follow your state's orders, and that's coming from an anarchist, basically. I grew up a punk rock kid on punk rock music, and I screamed, screw the government, every chance I get. But we're just trying to stay safe here. We're trying to see our loved ones continue to live. I just saw a story about a concert in Mexico, the Ghost concert. I'm a big fan of the band Ghost. A guy died from going to that concert because he had underlying diabetes. I almost said diabetes. He had underlying diabetes and he died because he contacted the coronavirus at a concert. Do we want to die for such simple pleasures in life? I don't. My simple pleasure is talking to you right now on this microphone in a remote location, out in the woods, just having a great time. Be safe. Follow the quarantine order, the shutdown order, the lockdown order. We'll get it figured out later. I would much rather see my loved ones live than have money. Money doesn't matter as much as that. If we have to go back to the Stone Age, we'll go back to the Stone Age. If we have to hunt our food, God, I'd be fucked, but we'll hunt our food. Just stay safe. I would love to see you all continue to listen to the podcast. Interact with me on Twitter at BackRowFins, F-I-N-S, at The Back Row Show on Twitter. The Back Row Fantasy Show is the fantasy football podcast that we do. On Obscure Mics on YouTube where I give out podcast tips, check out different microphones. On Back Row Reacts where we look at music, new music, old music, and we react to it. The reaction stuff is huge, so we decided to throw our hat in the ring. We have a lot of fun with that. And the Back Row Network. You can go follow any team, not all of them yet, but we have the Packers, we have the Browns, we have the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Jets, many teams. Many, I sound like Trump. Many teams. We have many, many teams that you can go listen to. And if you do that, things will get better. That's not true, but maybe they'll get better for you. So go out. Don't go out. Stay home. Listen to some podcasts. Watch some YouTube. Watch movies. Just stay away from people. Let's all get better together so we can live longer together. Watch more football together. Root for Miami together. Root for whoever together. And just live. Thank you guys for listening to this Miami Dolphins Back Row Dolphins show. I appreciate you. I look forward to talking to you more. And I care about you. I'm Mr. Rogers, basically. I care about you. 
You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you next week.